What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Welcome (laughs) to (laughs) you. Can Can sip with us. us. I'm Colleen. I'm Ashley. And we're so glad you're here. What are you sipping on, Ash? Dude, call skis. So... (laughs) I told you this right before, because we always like touch base, guys, before we go on air. We try not to really like talk so that everything's a surprise, but I had to tell her what happened right before I got on. So I was racing. I was at, I call the nail salon. I say, can, I'm trying to schedule a thing. They're like, come in right now. I'm like, oh, well, I have a meeting. Like, can I leave on time? And they say, sure. Well, when I get there, it's very obvious, like as we start getting into it, it's not going, I'm not going to be on time. So I moved the meeting back with Colleen, which if you recall a couple weeks ago, she was rushing and did not move the meeting back now. And, uh, was very professional and I was unprofessional. So I thought I bought myself enough time. Well, thank God I moved the meeting back because they ended up being 25 minutes late from when my drop dead time to leave was. So I didn't have time to make a drink, but when I pulled into the garage, we have a fridge in the garage. I threw a couple beers in my purse and then I ran upstairs. And in that process, I must have jostled them. So then I opened a beer and it spilled. It just started overflowing all over my desk. So I have this sopping wet towel here from wiping (laughs) up the beer. But there is about half left in the bottle and I brought a backup bottle just in case. So... I'm still cooking with gas here. I am drinking Omission pale ale, gluten-free beer. Oh, I mean, it's a long-winded story, but I had to tell you, yeah. if you guys are sensing some energy, it's because I'm coming in a blazing, hot. you know? I'm coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh off of an explosion. Did you just take your hair down? Yeah, I did. Wow, you look lush. I was like looking not at the screen apparently, and now all of a sudden I'm yeah. like, who is this supermodel in front of me? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, it's you. That is me. What are you saying? Yeah, you are thought you... you- Knew me, but you had no idea. Oh no, uh, it's what, a whole new it's a whole new world. I'll tell you what I'm sipping mm-hmm, on. And mm-hmm. I got I also have a little backstory. So I was telling Ash before we went on air that I'm starting to get a little cranky, third trimester. You're ready to just kind of be done feeling physically in pain mm-hmm. every once in a while, but just little things that keep bothering you. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'll say that was a highlight of pregnancy this week. When you get something in your head and you're like, oh, I think that sounds yeah. good. It never lets you down. It always t- it always delivers for me yep. what I imagine it being and what it yeah. is. And it's so gratifying. Yeah. Like it's so satisfying. So a couple of days ago, it hit me. I was like, I want a grape soda. I want a grape soda and I want it now. So Chris and oh I drove God. and we went and got grape soda. It was like a rainy night, you know, in Portland. It's like seven o'clock at night. We're sitting in the car and I... I open that thing up. You hear the oh, crack yeah. of the lid. You know, you hear like the carbonation yeah. of the bubbles. And guys, I'm not like a soda yeah. drinker too. This is all just pregnancy yeah. stuff, whatever. It's, it's Ben, what Ben needed. So pop that puppy open, take a swig. And it was the best. I don't know what it feels like to do drugs, but if I, I mean, you hear about people that are like the first hit was the most amazing yeah. thing and I'm not promoting drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad. Don't drugs do are bad, Okay. But I took a... <laughs> I took a sip of that grape soda. Best thing I've ever had in my life. Chris saw the look on my face. He's like, oh my God, give me a hit, you know, (laughs) so I give it to him. He takes a sip and he's like, that is the best thing. And he's not pregnant. Whoa. Do you think it's laced with something? 
I don't. We know. can't be sure, but, but maybe it's a risk. It's a we risk have no idea. To take at this point. So I went out and I got. A, I'm drinking a grape soda okay. right now because I. I'm. I'm not gonna go nuts. This is the second. It looks time. like you're drinking not out of like a can. Like where is this magical grape soda from? Well, it's from one of those fountain machines where you can do like I want a Fanta Zero, but I want it to be grape. Oh. You know, you can pick. You can customize all your things. So I'm drinking like a fa- Fanta Fanta. Yeah, I don't know. Fantastic grape. Zero. Wow. Yeah. So there's my plug. Do you know? It's delicious. I wonder if pregnant people keep Fonten business because my good friend Emily, as you know, her whole pregnancy it was orange Fanta. Mm. Orange Fanta or Fanta, whatever. Yeah. I think it's Fanta, right? Because it's like, don't you wanna wanna Fanta? So. Oh, I've never heard their lingo before. Really? Or their jingle. I said lingo. Like the commercial jingle. from years ago? I've never heard their jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, you know what? Cheers to delicious things yeah. then cheer ears okay mm. ash mm-hmm. i do have to say though my head hurts just a little bit and it's because i'm slightly hung over from last week's pod <laughs> did you believe me oh my god <laughs> well i mean april fools i literally was like whoa you drank so much you're hung over and you're gonna say this on the pod no i forgot about this segment <laughs> new segment wow. you guys we have a couple things to address from last week we have a little bit of a hangover we have some hangover yeah. topics Last week was a big week. We had light topics and we had loaded topics. And a lot of the SIP squad had a lot to say about both. Mm -hmm. We're going to touch on this quickly. We're going to start light. We received an email from someone in the SIP squad making a case. The subject line is the bagel scandal from Cynthia. From Cynthia, hey ladies, just finished listening to this week's pod. It was awesome as always. As for the bagel scandal, I have lived in St. Louis and personally love the bread sliced bagel. Mm. Then she puts together three reasons why. Number one, you can try multiple flavors of bagels without having to eat half or whole. That's a great point. Yep. Two, you get a better cream cheese to bagel ratio. And also a great point. Three, they toast up more evenly. She gets bonus points for signing off saying, that's my two sips. We got a lot of emails from people in St. Louis making a case for. We did. We only had one person who made tried to make a strong case against. And overall, I received these emails, looked at them, and now I just really want to try them. I think right. that these people make great points. And mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis has it going on. That's, I think, yeah. the final verdict there. Great. I'm in. So when I come up next week, oh, fuck, I'm gluten-free. Well, maybe we can find a gluten-free bagel and, yeah. and try this together. We'll just slice it up ourselves. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We also had a SIP squad member. A lot of you also love the Special Olympics, which I love. But for any of you who might want to get involved in the Special Olympic programs, SIP Squad subscriber Sarah said, Hey, ladies, awesome podcast this week. Special Olympics is a wonderful group. I volunteered for track and they have a unified partner program. People without any disability would be on the same team as the members with disability. It was a great program to bring everyone together. I would highly recommend it for anyone looking to give back and feel good. So spreading the word about that. Mm, Cool little program to get involved in. Okay. We're going to hit up a voicemail. Wow. We're here. 
<laughs> We're in the voicemail zone. <laughs> the big, big, big topic that a lot of you had a lot to say about was about child and human trafficking. So a little message here from Rachel from Washington. Hey, ladies. Rachel from Washington State here. I just finished listening to today's podcast, and I just had to call you guys. <clears throat> so many emotions. <laughs> it was such a good show. I've been following you guys since you had that episode in Portland where you drank those crazy, delicious-looking milkshakes. So it's just been so awesome to see how far you guys have come. I love listening to you guys on Tuesday mornings. But anyway... Um, the human trafficking one, like, thank you so much for bringing that up. I teach in a very small migrant town in uh, central Washington, and I had no idea about sex trafficking until I found out some of my students had been being sold in the field by their parents, and that was just kind of a common occurrence. Um, these kids that are being trafficked are at Costco, they're at Target, they're at the rest stops where you're at, and so just bringing attention to it, thank you so much, because just educating as many people as you can about that just to be more aware to look in their surroundings if something's off um, and to just say something is just it's huge and then the special olympics also we do that in our district and it's just amazing to see these kids being empowered and just having a time of their lives and just really like just get a chance that life doesn't give them and it's just been so awesome you guys are hilarious you're doing a great job and i just i love getting i get ready for work with you guys every tuesday morning and i feel like i'm you know getting ready to go out for a night and it's so much fun so Keep up the good work. You guys rock. Have a great day. Bye. Rachel, you Now rock, that was man. a voicemail, man. Yeah. She yeah. brought the energy. She covered a lot of ground. She, it was concise. Very, I yeah. mean, I appreciate, Rachel, we appreciate you. We salute you. And I will say, call, I don't know what, what you were just about to say. Call sent that to me earlier this week. Usually shouldn't send me too many of them. So there's surprise. I'm hearing it for the first time. That surprised me and made me even realize, like, I didn't know how big sex trafficking was like I didn't know when she said like these kids that are being sold are at Target Costco restaurants that you go to and so I started looking it up and I was just like holy shit but my question is and I don't know if you know this or if this is going to be a hangover that we just bring keep bringing or something but what do you do if you see something that you think looks wrong, you know, yeah. like, do you just call the police and say, I suspect something's up with this family or, you know, so maybe also maybe if you guys could leave voicemails, if you know, I mean, I'm sure that Rachel, Rachel, you probably know what to do if you suspect something. So what do we do? Because I will advocate for it. If I, there's nothing wrong with calling and saying, Hey, I suspect something, right. If something looks yeah. real off and fishy, but I had no idea that I was like, Cause I, my ignorant mind thought like, oh, well, if they're sold, we don't see them anymore. And there are those kids that are sold that you don't see, but then there's these kids that like come and go, like they have, they're gone for a little bit and then they come back, you know, like there was, did you send me another message? Someone said like, I, or did she just say it on there where she was like, sometimes my kids will just like a kid will just not show up in class for the week, but then they'll be back. So I think so. No, she didn't say that specifically, but she did talk was about Was there another like, message you sent me that said that? I sent you another one that was, I mean, like we got text? so many, yeah. and a lot of like teachers and people who like, you know, interact with kids and a lot of spotlight on the fact that this is happening in our backyard. Someone yeah. specifically mentioned Phoenix. It's a big deal in Portland too, on the, on the I-5 corridor, like Canada to Mexico, all of uh, Interstate 5, Portland, Seattle, California. And I don't know. I think nine one one, but we should do some recon yeah. and figure out. Like, I remember Oprah did an episode one time about human trafficking. 
And they were spotlighting like how often these kids are like on planes and they were talking to flight attendants who were seeing a lot of things happening. Anyway, this is an issue we will continue to dig in on yeah, and share what we learn because it's a big deal. And a lot of you subscribers are totally on top of it. So keep sharing what you know with us and we will keep sharing with our squad. Yes. Also, the documentary that I could not remember that exposes more of international human trafficking, especially with young women in Cambodia, which is one of the biggest offending countries. That documentary is called Red Light. It is on HBO. Check it out. Really quick. What is the difference? Do you know between human trafficking and sex trafficking? Well, I think they're pretty similar. Okay. I mean, I think that a lot of, I mean, I don't want to like, the documentary basically highlights how young girls are taken from their families to be exploited mm-hmm. by in sexual acts in like sex houses from tourism, essentially. Like they go to be sex workers, which is really, really sad. And then I think there's a whole dark world besides sex for human trafficking, especially exploiting young children, which is terrible. Yeah, I was trying to research for this, and it said, I think, 60 to 80 million slaves today in human trafficking, or maybe it's 600 to 800 million. It's a a lot. (laughs) That's a huge difference, but it was a lot. And 80% of them are female. And like 80% of those people are younger than like 15. But I'm going to do a little more research because I, when I talked about it last week, had no idea really what I was speaking about. Because they, again, they talked about it very high level on that one episode of the documentary series that I watched. And I just feel like this is something that we all need to be more aware of. And the more kind of like the Me Too movement, like that started as just one person like, really talking about it. And, you know, if Ashton Kutcher, Ashton, like just the more people that talk about it, the less we can ignore it, you know, and hopefully maybe it's not our generation, but eventually can make a change and make it make an impact. Yeah. The reason she brought up Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> is that another subscriber message saying, have you seen what he's doing? This is a huge cause of his. And so we're going to look up what he's doing and what he recommends. And we're going to learn you guys because clearly we're not perfect at this. We're just spreading the word, but we are going to challenge ourselves to learn more. Yes. Okay, let's lighten it up a little bit for those of you who follow us on Instagram. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, what the, the hell? Heck? What'd you say? Heck? Hell. I said heck, but I meant <laughs> hell. Yeah. Get on Instagram right this second. Push pause on this podcast. Go to at you can sip with us and follow us because we do things on there and yeah. you're going to want to know about them. And Ashley sent out a call out asking for stories of people who have fooled Pulled the greatest April Fool's pranks or have been pranked. Did you get pranked this April Fool's? No, I did not. But I want to share my most epic prank that I did. Yes. Okay. I want you to as well. I did one year. We we had the idea we would do this to several people's offices, but it was me and two other girls decided to sticky note some like a director's office. And we bought like 20,000 sticky notes or something like that. And we went into his office after I took us three hours to do one office and literally every square inch was just those sticky notes to like the whole, everything, 
everywhere. We put one under, we poked, we took pictures off the wall and sticky noted behind the wall. We sticky noted the floor. Oh my! I will see if I can find, I don't know if I can find this video. I forgot about it. It was in my memories, like on this day on Facebook, which is what reminded me about maybe other people have cool, epic April fools, but I'll see if I can find it and I'll load it up to our Instagram stories if I can. But yeah, it was epic. And he said for like six months later, he was still finding them because we stuck them everywhere. And it, it was a huge undertaking, but it was the most epic one I've ever done. Oh my God. Have you, were you pranked or I, have you done a good one? I, ha- I have not. Luckily, I get, I hate April Fool's Day. I don't oh, like yeah. being pranked. I proceed with caution everywhere I go, work, social media, people that I know. Like I really don't like getting fooled. So yeah, this is a day where I try not to fool so that it doesn't come back at me and where I do everything I can to be foolproof. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) we did like that one is inspiring because those are like fun. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're not like, I don't know. They're not going to freak you out like that. The post-its like funny, you know, but okay. We had some good prank messages come in. Here's the first one. Hello, Colleen and Ashley. I just wanted to tell you about how I pranked my father-in-law. He answers every phone call that ever comes in, and he got he gets really worked up about really everything. And I made a Craigslist post one day that said that he was selling baby goats. And there's like a farming section on Craigslist, and people kept calling him saying, you know, I heard that you have baby goats and I'm interested in, you know, purchasing them. And the first phone call, he was like, oh, no, I think you have the wrong number. And then after the fifth or sixth phone call, he was so confused on why people were calling. And they were saying, like, is this Rick? And he's like, yeah, that's me. That's my phone number. But I don't have any goats. So he just could not get over the fact that people were so interested in goats that he didn't have. So now it's a running joke. Uh, and he tells everyone he has these baby goats. <laughs> okay. You're welcome, Sip Squad, because that oh, is recycled. a joke. Yeah. That could be, like, anybody could take that one. Oh, recycle you, the shit out of that, because that is funny. Did you like see? That okay, first of all, who knew there was such a market for goats that he's getting, like, several phone calls in one day. Um, did you see right. there was a meme this year? that some wife saved all of her Amazon boxes for like a year and she put them in front of her house for April Fool's and her whole house was covered with like, so for her husband to be like, look at all these Amazon purchases. I thought that was also one that is funny and could be good and upcycled, you know? Totally. You know what? Someone from the squad messaged us that a picture oh, they of that. did so oh, i did yeah. see that yeah because of a subscriber yeah. but that is funny too and could totally be recycled yeah anyways you guys <laughs> that my hangover feels better yeah i'm cured. your headaches your headaches better yeah <laughs> um ashley <laughs> tell me something that i need to know girlfriend all right so um you know, when we, when we go through these, set up the stuff, the podcast, and it's always like reflection of like, what went, what's happening in the last week when I go rant, rave, like, you know, whatever. And I was like, what happened? And I'm going to get to, um, a deeper rant or rave later about, um, this, a date night that John and I had last week, but I wanted to talk about what to do when your marriage is in a slump because John and I last year, so we had a kid, she's 16 months now. We had a kid at the very end 
basically December of 2017. So that last year, 2018 was really hard for us, just adjusting to this new life as parents. We work from home, we're together all day. And what happened, and then we, you know, had a newborn. And so we were just kind of like, I was taking care of my business. He was taking care of the house and finances. We were both taking care of Rev. We were not taking care of or investing in each other, our relationship. So at the end of the year, we really found ourselves more roommates than husband and wife. And, um, you know, we've been in a lull or in a, you know, there's peaks and valleys in any relationship. And so we've really had to work hard at getting back the excitement and the fun in our relationship. And, you know, there has like, even since this time, there's been valleys since like we recovered and had another high and then we were in a low. And so I just wanted to, and I know that I talked about this as a rant, I think a couple weeks ago, I just wanted to share what our game plan has been to kind of help us. And I feel like I had one of the best days of my life or nights of my life with him on this last date night. And I'll save what we did um, till the end. But I wanted to talk to you about some things that we've done to kind of course correct and reinvest in our relationship and prioritize it again. And so the first thing I think that is really key is communication because what I was finding was I wanted things and I would just assume John knew or just wish he knew, like, do this for me to, you know, like I need this and guys just don't know guys like, or women guys just don't know, like they're not mind readers and also we're not mind readers. And so I think having like open discussions and talking to your husband is really important. And we had kind of gotten in this cycle of wake up, we're working all day, then, you know, come down, take care of Rev, put her to bed. And we just watch a show and veg out, veg out. And we weren't really communicating. So communicating in just an easy way, but like, how was your day? What's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. But also communicating, not letting things fester. Because you also, what I discovered was you find what you look for. So when we were in this really deep valley, I was so frustrated. And so all I found was things to be frustrated about. And then when things got really scary and we weren't like, I wasn't sure if we were going to make it. I started thinking about all the things that I would miss. And turns out that was a very long list. And he did, he was doing a lot of really amazing things, but I wasn't seeing them because I was so focused on, you know, what I wanted to be pissed about. So I think communication is key. Second thing is committing to a weekly date night, especially if you have kids, because you're, you know, if you work out of the house or even if you work from home and you're not really, you're not, you might be there, but you're not communicating because you've got your own things. Then you come home, you take care of the kids. Like you're pouring into everything else and your relationship needs to be a priority. And one night a week, you know, and if you need to maybe swap nights where with like, if you can't afford a babysitter, which I completely get. Find another couple that also needs a date night and you watch their kid one night and they watch your kids or kid the other night, right? Like you guys swap or do date nights in after the kids go to bed where there's, you're not watching TV, you're actually doing something, right? You're playing a game, you're doing a puzzle, you're something, having fun. You go in the backyard, like we're getting into the warmer months, you go play cornhole, you like, I don't know what you do, but some sort of activity where you're communicating and Uh, But if you can get out of the house and and even if it's once a month, like if your date night can be once a month where you get a sitter, you know, but I think that has been really key for us where there's no kids. We don't really even talk about Rev that much. I know a lot of that's not a rule or anything, but we just kind of enjoy talking to each other about whatever is going on, what's coming up or whatever. 
heal plan one, all plan one. You know, we kind of rotate on that. And then the other thing that I think is key, 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 and I feel like it's a joke that a lot of women make, but sex is important. And when you get into the routine of not really having sex with your partner, you you don't really want it. Like you can, it's easy. And as females, I don't think we necessarily need it as much as males, but that's the, that is also a little bit where I think we're wrong because I think that we say like, oh gosh, he always wants to have sex. Uh, or like we don't want it or something, but females actually do need sex as well and need that kind of intimacy. And you need that level of connection and communication. And I remember talking to a friend when John and I were really struggling and she had gone to therapy with her husband and the therapist had said like, guys kind of use sex as a way to check in, like to test, like, are we okay or not? So if he's trying to have sex with you and you're constantly shutting him down, like he's getting the message, we're not okay. We're not okay. Over and over and over again. But I also think the more sex you have, the more you actually want it. And this might be a taboo subject, but it's a one that I want to stop being taboo. I think people should talk about sex. And I think it should be something that isn't just a, you know, couple times a year thing. Like, so we had to start scheduling it. And that does not sound romantic at all. I get it. But we had to start scheduling sex. So every single week after date night, we would have sex. And the more you have sex, the more, the better connected you are and the more you actually want it. So I will say those three things have been amazing for us. And it's a long road. Like you're, it's a long haul. You're supposed to be with this person for life, right? Sometimes you do, it does happen. People marry the wrong people. I, if divorce is for you, like there's no shame. I don't think you should like, I don't believe everybody should stay married forever if that's not the right relationship or person for them. But if you truly, like when I was thinking, when I wasn't sure if John and I were going to make it and thinking about, you know, what happens if we don't and, and all of that, like the, uh, there were so many good things about our relationship. I loved him so much. We had so much fun. All these years were really good and we're very different people, but I would probably bring these same issues into the next relationship, right? Like it's easy to think the grass is going to be greener, but the grass is greener where you water it. So water your own marriage first. And then, you know, if you're like, okay, shit's not blooming, like this still sucks, then, then evaluate. But it's really been key for us. I feel like it, it's been so good for us to get back to being us, Ashley and John, husband and wife, and not just parents or roommates or whatever. So I would say communication, sex, and weekly one-on-one time together in some capacity. And, you know, just stay cons- I mean, this has been going on with us since September. So, you know, it's like, and it should never stop. That's the thing is like, once it gets better, you can't stop just talking, right? Like it's, it's an ongoing thing, but as any relationship is like, there should be growth when it's two humans coming together. So I know I'm not the only one that has gone through a lull in a marriage. So I wanted to speak about that and hopefully help some of you. And if you're afraid to bring this up to your man, well, then you go back to the communication piece. You got to have hard conversations. You just do. So communicate, tell him, this is what I want to do. And I'm, he will be on board. Men want to feel loved as well. And they want to love you. So that's my piece on that. Love it. So (laughs) I only have one little thing to add. 
This comes from our friend Annie, who shared her story of how she met her husband on last week's pod. Yes. But one of the things that she heard that she shared with us was, um, you know, you hear a lot about people who say, I can't afford a babysitter. Our babysitters are so expensive. And she said, it's a lot cheaper than a divorce. So Mm. anyways, good stuff, Ash. That's a good point. I got one thing you need to know, and it couldn't be any more different than the very important sharing that you did. But I think it's important (laughs) in a different way, you guys. If there's one thing I know, if there is one thing I know, it is how to make damn good mac and cheese. And what I'm going to share with you today is not what you think. Ashley's look on her face. I think you think you know where I'm going, but you don't. Yeah. We have a family recipe for mac and cheese that I will never share. Don't message me asking for it. Nope. I will never (laughs) share it. It is just part of our sacred pact in our family. I will never share it. But what I will share is how... (laughs) (laughs) what makes the list for my top three boxed mac and cheeses that's great okay and guys and then she's a trusted source because she is a mac and not only is her family like famous for this recipe you're a connoisseur like if it's ever on the menu you're ordering it like you know your macs i know my macs i know them well you guys got to trust me on this i'm not ranking them one two or three these are tied these are the three top tier they're interchangeable so this is in no specific order and then i will quickly give a tip on how to make i mean box mac and cheese is easy right you just like three steps but i have a little tip for you guys to make it even better so the first best boxed mac and cheese is (gasps) the brand is called back to nature you guys got to trust me on this it's crazy bugs mac and cheese (laughs) they are shaped like bugs and i think like they're like little outlines of bugs and i think that's what makes it so damn good is you get like the little cheese pockets like in the bugs the flavor is Mm. out of control and i would not think that this would be in the top of any list because it's like a nature brand you know yeah but damn it is good okay the next one annie's mac and cheese but it has to be the blue box it has to be the yummiest uh, it literally says the yummiest. It's a blue box. Annie's mac and cheese. Delicious. And guys, don't get me wrong. I'm not a mac and cheese snob. Like, I will fuck with some craft. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But like, these three trump that, okay? The last one is Trader Joe's Wisconsin mac and cheese. It is so, so Good. Uh, So my method for making any kind of box mac and cheese, because you don't want to overcomplicate it. The only reason you're making box mac and cheese is in moments where it sounds good and it's simple, right? But you have to make your sauce first, okay? You've got to put in your butter. You've got to put in your milk. You've got to put in the cheese packet and you've got to whisk it up really good till it's really smooth. So you've got to make that first, not first like before you boil Yeah. So you make your noodles, right? You strain them. Then you make your sauce and you make sure it's nice and smooth. Then I put in like half the amount of noodles, stir it in, put in the other half, stir it in. But before I put in the noodles, after I make the sauce, I hit it with a dash of Tillamook sharp cheddar. Like, like not very much, probably like a quarter cup. If that, not even that, like a pinch, right? A heavy. A, a quarter cup is way different than a pinch. What's, what's in between a pinch and a quarter cup? Uh, Like a tablespoon? Sure. A tablespoon. Like I just stick my fingers into the pre-shredded yeah. Tillamook Sharp and I grab a little bit out and I I throw it in yeah. the pot. 
I don't right. know how much that a is. A tablespoon okay? plus a teaspoon. Yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> you know, the measurement. You know, you've seen recipes do shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you stir that in because then you get, I mean, okay, Tillamook cheese is the best. Sharp cheddar is a maze. And just a little bit goes a long way mm-hmm. to adding some nice depth in the flavor. So there's my top three box mac and cheeses. Call me, call us, send us messages. Let us know what your favorite is. Mm-hmm. I dare you, though, to try these three and find something better. I dare okay. you. Okay. So I can't, I have not tried those and I cannot say that this is better, but I will just add really quick that we get Annie's gluten free. It's in the frozen section, not Annie's, Amy's. Amy's gluten free frozen mac and cheese. Mm. We feed it to Rev. She's obsessed with it. She's actually kind of. Um, high maintenance mac and cheese or like she doesn't like she will not fuck with craft she's like don't this is why i love her. get this yeah. yeah get this out of here she loves her some amy's gluten-free mac and cheese and i honestly am pissed she loves it because i want it you know you like i'm like <laughs> could you stop eating it because i'd like some but uh it's also very good love it Go Rev. Yeah. I just love right? that she loves mac and cheese, period. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. This you is sh- just I can't wait. You're going to have to at heart. some point make her your famous oh. Wines recipe. If you know? anyone can have it, it's Rev. For sure. Well, you don't have to tell her it. You just have to make it. No, me. I'll tell yeah. her. I'm going to whisper it in her little ear. Tell her that she can has to keep it a secret her whole life. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm going to make it for her okay. and I'm going to tell her because I can trust okay. her with my yeah. family secrets. Okay. Um, Ash, okay. anything else I need to know? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Same here. We're moving on. And I'm really glad. I sense a theme in this episode already. Ooh. I'm really glad you talked about love and marriage because mm. we're moving on, guys, to one of my favorite segments, our two sips, where our we're going to give our two sips on situations that our sip squad is in that they don't necessarily know how to navigate. These ones today are sensitive. These Ooh. are about love so and this is trust. Like a deep episode, I feel like. There hasn't the- been a whole lot of lightness. I mean, the yeah. pranks and the mac and cheese, but there's been a lot of heavy. Yeah. That's just but the way here it we is. are. Here we are. Sometimes we don't find the episodes. The episodes find us. Exactly. And this is where we've landed together and we're going to find our way through it. But yes, okay. Are. So we've got, <laughs> we got an email from Sip Squad member Erin. She wrote to us, the subject line says repaired trust. Have either of you ever been in a relationship where you were cheated on? Years ago, my husband cheated and it almost took us down. We did a ton of therapy and have worked through it, thankfully, but sometimes those thoughts still randomly cross my mind. Like, if he has to work late, my brain will almost Mm -hmm. unwillingly jump to those what's really happening thoughts, and I hate that. Mm -hmm. I have 100% forgiven him, truly, but I can't seem to get it out of my head. I wondered if you brilliant ladies have any tips or tricks. I mean, I haven't been cheated. I was cheated on in high school, but I feel like that's what a lot of times high school boys do. I mean, no, not all of them, but, you know, mine did. I don't know. I mean, my – do you have a thought on this right away? I do. I mean, I I have not been cheated on in our marriage, so I cannot relate to this 100%. But I have had people that I know who have gone through – some things, tough things in in life and marriage. And I think this is a very common issue that Mm -hmm. happens. And I don't think, I sense that Erin is being a little hard on herself, like feeling bad that she thinks those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And number one, like you don't have to feel bad that you feel those things, like honor those feelings. Because I think at the end of the day, 
that's either how you're going to work through them or come to acceptance that that is just part of staying in this marriage is that you will have those thoughts. And if you guys have, have worked through your issues, great. But those thoughts being there doesn't make you bad or doesn't make you anything. You mm-hmm. just, they are there. Um, and they are thoughts and you can choose different ones <laughs> or you just have to accept that that's sort of the reality of your situation by staying in the marriage. Yeah. And I think just you have to give yourself a little grace. You're clearly not holding him, you know, you're not holding this over his head. Well, that's what I was going to say is we don't know that actually. True. Because, you know, we only hear her side and we don't know. So what I will say is those thoughts, yes, they're going to be there. They're like, I feel like you can do work and, and eventually, you know, maybe 20 years from now after this incident happened, you won't have those thoughts anymore. Who knows? But there's nothing wrong with having the thoughts. But I will say, if you choose to stay in a relationship with somebody who's cheated on you, you cannot continue to hold it over their head because it just continues damaging the relationship. Yes. So it's fine to have the thoughts, but you can't, like, if he is working late, you can't then make him feel guilty for that or, like, act like it's just okay to beat, continually beat him up over it. If you are choosing to work, and and again, like, when it's fresh, I feel like he deserves a little beating, right? But if this has been, she said, it's been years or whatever, right? I think it's only going to continue to, you're not really repairing at that point if you hold him, like, if you just... Every time he does something, you like badger him about it, which is easier said than done. 100% easier said than done. But I think if you're having the thoughts, that's that's fine. You know, like Colleen said, there's nothing wrong with that. You're human and you were really, really hurt before. So I feel like it's kind of your defense mechanism. But I would just make sure you're not like, because I don't believe in the once a cheater, always a cheater thing. I I have seen people that have cheated on somebody who have completely like, turned it around and like turned it around. Never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I also think there's a difference between agree. Don't hold it over the head, older over his head. But if you're feeling those thoughts or thinking those thoughts, you can also let him in on that without holding it over Mm -hmm. his head. You can communicate about it in a way that is healing of like, hey, I have no reason to think anything. And I, I'm not, I don't want you to think I'm holding this over my head, but here's how I was feeling tonight. I can't help but feel the rush of feeling sometimes. And can I have a hug? Yeah. Or something, you know, yes. I don't know. But like, I think letting your partner know where you're at is just going to be part of this healing process. And then just give yourself some grace. If you think those thoughts, you think those thoughts. Yeah, right. Period. You know, they're, they're there and you got to work yes. through them. Okay, here's another. This one is tricky. This is a tricky one, Ash. This requires us to put on our master two sips hats. This person has asked to remain anonymous. So here we go. I met my husband when we were in middle school and he was my first boyfriend. We have been together ever since and got married a few years ago. Everything was going great until a couple of months ago when I thought, His behavior is off. He takes cash out on the weekends and doesn't invite me, stays overnight very often at friends from work's homes who I've never heard of. And the other day we were standing in the kitchen side by side and his phone was open on the counter and I glanced down and saw something I did not like, but we had friends over and I couldn't say anything right then without making a huge scene. Advice? I am so comfortable in my situation in life. I am scared to ask questions and find something out that turns my life 
in a complete 180. I wrote her back and I said, what did it say? What did the message say on the phone? She said, it said, I can't stop thinking about you. I would never dig through or break into his phone. He just had left it open on the counter. We were both standing right there making dinner. In high school, we had some situations where he wasn't the most loyal, but I just forgave him and got past it. Honestly, what scares me big time is number one, where will I live? Number two, what will happen with our two puppies if we split? That's a couple of reasons that have kept me from asking him questions about it. Oh my God. Yeah. So no, no, you do not put up with this. No, you absolutely do not continue being silent because you are teaching him how to treat you. And by you being too afraid to assert your needs, he's learning I don't need to take her needs into account over the years of you being together. I'm sorry that your life is comfortable right now, but do you want to be 20 years later with this dude where you don't even know what he's doing at night? Unacceptable on every level. And the reason that I'm yelling at you right now is because you deserve more. And I don't even know who you are, but you deserve more. This is not okay. It is unacceptable behavior. You are not being out of line for, to wonder where he's, st he's staying. It's like, he is literally saying, Hey, I'm cheating on you. Well, that's what I would feel. He's like literally saying, Hey, I'm cheating on you. There's no way you can't know. But if I don't blatantly tell you, like, I feel like he's just like, well, cool. She's fine with this. She's fine with me cheating on her then. Like he's staying at someone else's house who yeah. you don't, you have not met. That is not a thing that should happen at all ever. Like, yeah, it just like, if I hadn't met these people, I, unless it was like someone that John went to high school with, right? Like if he goes home to Wisconsin or whatever, like um, there's, but if he's like at a job, like in this town, I should know his coworkers. And I think as for me, I used to work with a guy at Nike, Nick Ryan. I don't think he listens to that, but this, Hey Nick, if he does, I loved him. And I would come home and I would talk about how much I loved him. At, like he was so funny and he's like my brother, but I needed John to meet him. I needed John to know him so that John knew who I was talking about and didn't think like, what's going on with Ashley and Nick? But I also would never stay at Nick's house. And I, and I just feel like it's a level of respect. Like I also wouldn't go out with Nick. Like we wouldn't do a happy hour before John met Nick. Like, I just think it's a respectful thing. I cannot believe that you haven't said anything I don't know where you will live and I don't know what will happen to your dogs, but I know this is not okay. And I know this is not a way to live your life and you're not actually really even fully living. So hopefully you get your dogs or I've known lots of couples who've broken up and there's joint custody and maybe there will, like it will be respectful or maybe he just needs to wake the fuck up and be like, I don't want to lose you. And he won't do this anymore. But you're teaching him right now that this is okay. And it's not okay. Yeah. This makes me so sad. It's so sad. There's a huge red, I mean, obviously beyond red flags. I don't even, at some point, like, you know that she knows the truth already. The guy's taking oh, my stomach hurts. out. You don't stay at coworkers' homes. You just don't. So this is all, he's no. lying. The text message can't stop thinking about you. Maybe he can explain that away some other way. I don't know how. No, no. Think of ones that I don't no, think exactly. you can. No. Try to, you can't. Yeah, you can't. He, but so there's enough evidence here already that there's, he's for sure cheating for sure. Right. So, yeah. but they've been together since high school. I think what's happening here and it's, it's tough because she didn't ask for this, right? Her life, right. she's found out her right. whole life's going to change. 
And you're grieving the loss of the life that you had imagined Mm -hmm. and holding on to that life, thinking it could still be possible or in denial. Maybe this, you know, somehow this isn't happening. There's some other reason because this is the life I wanted. This is the life I'd planned and he's tearing Mm -hmm. it away from me. Mm -hmm. But that life is already gone. So Mm -hmm. you holding on to it, Mm. you've got to go through a grieving process that an acceptance that your life will change. Here's the flip side, and Ashley already mentioned this. 20 years from now, your life will probably be a shit ton better. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not even 20 years. Six months from now. Mm -hmm. It will be hard, but you have got to not let him take your life away from you because that is what he's Mm -hmm. doing. You've got to have tough conversations. You've got to acknowledge this head on, and you've got to find people that you can lean on that will help you along Mm -hmm. the way, who will keep you centered and asserting yourself because it will be really, really difficult to stay the course, I'm sure, as these conversations start happening. So you've got to surround yourself with great friends and family. They will help you figure everything else out. What's most important is you and your happiness and creating a life that you deserve. And I don't see how that life involves him. But you've just got to have those conversations and face this head on at this point. And uh, the only other thing I will say is, I mean, when John and I got in a really, really low, low, and honestly, it happened in September and then it just happened in February where I was thinking, what is my life going to look like without him? And I was scared. You know, I was like, I am scared, but I can't make a decision on if I want to stay in this relationship from a scared place. I have to think, what do I deserve? Right. And I didn't choose to stay in this marriage because I was afraid. I I didn't want to, you know, and Colleen knows I've cried to her, like, what about Rev? And what about, like, you know, but you cannot make a decision from that place. And the other thing that I know is when I started thinking those things, I started thinking about all the other people who found their paradise on the other side of a divorce or a terrible breakup. Like this is not the dude for you because he doesn't value you in the way that you deserve to be valued. And I get being afraid, but you cannot make a scared decision to stay in this relationship because the person that's going to cherish you and love you, and you don't even know what happiness feels like until you meet that person, they're out there. They are out there for you. Um, and you just got to have faith that, faith that it's going to work out. Um, because I know, I mean, just listening to the Amy Poehler book that I talked about, she said, she's talked about how she was like in a depression when she was going through a divorce. You know, they had two babies together with this guy for years and years and um, was depressed. And now she, she talks about it in that chapter. Like there is light. You will be okay. You will date again. You will love again. Someone will love you again and you will be happy and you will be happier than you ever thought possible. So girlfriend, we love you. Yes. We love you. Yeah. Gotta do something. Uh, Wrapping our arms around you and like keep us posted on how you're doing, man. Sip Squad, we'd love to hear your two sips on these situations. If you've been through things like this, people who've made it through on the other side after or, you know, whether that's working through it or not, because here we've got two stories. You know, Aaron worked through it. We don't know how this is going to work out for our SIP squad member, but call us on our Instagram. There's a little call button. It'll take you straight to our voicemail. We will not receive a call. Leave us a voicemail. Send us an email. You can sip with us at gmail.com. If you need advice or <laughs> want to air something out to get the uh, support of the SIP squad, shoot us a message about it and you yeah. could be on our next podcast. Yes. All right. That concludes our two sips. Ash, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit with Do a it. lighthearted rant. Okay. 
Okay, let me tell you something, and this is going to make me sound like a jerk, and maybe I am, but I'm going all in on this. Okay. There, I, tr- I travel a lot for work. We all take Ubers all the time, mm-hmm. right, or Lyft. There are days in your life sometimes where you just don't want to short talk with people, right? Oh, yeah. And one of the things that makes my stomach drop on some days is when I call Lyft I call it Uber and I see Chad is uh, not our Chad. No, Chad is <laughs> not the first name that came to my mind. <laughs> but Chad is known for a great conversation. I'm like, mother effer, man. So, Chris and I, we had a red eye flight coming home from our baby moon. We hop in the car of this Uber driver, and it's like my rant really is about people who don't take the hint that you don't want to talk. So, oh, someone God. could be known for a great conversation. <laughs> But like if if you're not giving cues of I want to have this conversation, right. people who just don't take the hit. So we're tired. I'm pissed. You know, I just came off of a, a red eye pregnant and just no sleep, just angry. We get in this car and this guy, where'd you come from? Oh, cool. What was your favorite part? You know, Chris is a real estate agent, so he's like, tell me about the market. And we're not giving any cues that we want to keep this conversation, right? Right. Just like quick answers. Oh, yeah. Then he finds out I'm pregnant. Then it's parental advice. Then it's all – I mean, it just never stops. So just people who can't take the hint, you don't want to stop. And I want a setting – on my like writer profile, whatever they see, yes. of, like I want a setting that I'm not known for a great conversation. Right. Do not talk to me, actually. <laughs> Do not yeah. engage. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a silent drive, you know? There actually should be. That's a great idea, Colleen. There should be a button where you, because sometimes maybe you're fine with it. But a lot of times I feel like the Uber ride is like a productive time. Like, oh, cool. I get another 20 minutes of like work or like getting something done, you know, checking a few boxes yeah. before I check out. So I think that's a brill idea. Yeah. So Uber, Lyft, people who work there, make that happen. Thank you. And until it does, at least take a hint. Take a mother and hint. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. What is your rant, Ash? All right. My rant is something's going on crazy with my, I feel like I'm all my, your rants, like I was laughing at your hair rant when I was listening to the replay back. You're like, it is so rude of hair to go gray. Um, I thought it was so funny. And then. (laughs) I don't remember. I just feel like my rants are always heavy, but I do have another heavy rant this week. (laughs) Something whack is going on with my body. Some hormone situation is going on where it's almost like I'm pregnant, but I've taken pregnancy tests and I'm not, but I have random bouts of insane levels of fatigue. Like Mm. it'll just come on where I am like, it is, it feels, I told John it happened on, it happens every single day, but I was, we were walking to the park and I was like, if it was possible right now, I could fall. Like if I closed my eyes and I could keep walking, I would fall asleep right now. That is how exhausted I am. Like walk, like it, it is insane levels of fatigue. I've been having crazy brain fog where I can't, I noticed it because on last week's episode, I asked probably four or five times, like, what do you call it? What's that thing? Like just random words. I couldn't, I couldn't string a sentence together. And that happened when I was pregnant too. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Cause that's a pregnancy brain thing where you have something and it's just, you can't pull it to the front of your brain. Very simple things. I'm really moody. Like all of these things are going on and I'm not, and then I've got acne. I have trouble sleeping. I have trouble falling asleep. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't fall back asleep. But then I'm like exhausted during the day. I don't know. It's all very confusing. So thankfully, I talked about it on my stories. A Sip Squad member recommended this book. And I'm listening to the podcast right now from this girl, Dr. Something. 
I will report back, but I'm going to figure out what's going on with me because it sounds like hormone issues are a thing with a lot of women, especially if you've Mm -hmm. ever taken the birth control pill before, kind of fucks with your whole hormone level. So I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to report back, right? And eventually, hopefully it'll be a rave where I can be like, this was the solution. But right now it's a, it's a rave and, or a rant. And I, I just, I don't know what's going on with me. Something is, something's off and I am going to figure out what it is because it's annoying. Do you remember when I was going through that health stuff, when I was like starting to look into the fertility? So I went to the naturopathic, uh, a naturopath in Portland. For those of you looking for a great one, Bamboo Clinic, I've talked about it before and my favorite acupuncturist there. But I saw a doctor, a naturopath, Dr. Crisco was her name. She's amazing. And she did hormone tests on me that were really helpful. There's a test that she set me up with called the Dutch test, which is like a three-day test that will test every part of your hormones. Mm. And uh, I wish you luck because – and keep us all posted because that really sucks. Yeah. And it's crazy how much can throw you off. Like it's just crazy how your hormones can change and minor – things that could be low or high can just right. wreak havoc yeah. in your life. Yes. All right. But I'm hopeful I'll find a solution. So you will, you will. I am hopeful too. What's your, what do you, what's it going on? What's okay. so right? I, my rave as if I have enough things to thank Taylor Swift for, but Taylor Swift <laughs> in her L article that I talked about a couple pods ago, she shouted out an actress Named, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, Jamila Jamil. Have you heard of her? No. Okay. So she's an actress on The Good Place. That's beside the point. This woman is a total badass. So I started following her on Instagram and Twitter after Taylor shouted her out. And Taylor shouted her out because she's like, I just, she brings me a lot of comfort about my body, about how to think about things. And so Jamila, her posts, her content, is so kick ass. And she called out Khloe Kardashian for doing an ad. And you've talked about the Kardashians before and their fixation uh-huh. on just being mm-hmm. tiny. The Khloe recently did like a post for like a diet shake. And I'm going to quickly read the, the thing I loved about Jamila's comment on this. It got a ton of traction and it actually got so much traction that Khloe took this post down. But oh. Jamila wasn't trying to like take down Khloe, but she raises important issues that people who are influential should be more thoughtful about. So Jamila wrote on Chloe's post about the diet shakes, if you're too irresponsible to A, own up to the fact that you have a personal trainer, nutritionist, probable chef, and a surgeon to achieve your aesthetic rather than this laxative product, and B, tell them the side effects of this this non-FDA approved product that most doctors are saying aren't healthy, side effects such as possible flat tummy tea, (laughs) Uh, side effects are cramping, stomach pains, diarrhea, and dehydration, then I guess I'll have to. It's incredibly awful that this industry bullied you until you became this fixated on your appearance. That's the media's fault. But now please don't put that back into the Mm. world and hurt other girls the way you have been hurt. You're a smart woman. Be smarter than this. (gasps) And the way she phrased it. Who is this? Spell me her name right now. I need to find her. J-A-M-E. E-L-A, last name J-A-M-I-L. Oh, I have heard of her because she does the Iway campaign, right? Yes. Yes. She does the Iway campaign where she's like, why do people ask women what they weigh? They don't ask men what they weigh. And she's like, I'll put my weight. And she like, she's like, my weight is how I beat cancer and how 
I'm an actor. I mean, she goes on, on this. I've had yeah. Emmys. I do this. I pioneer. Blah blah yes. blah. Yeah, all these amazing things. Yeah. So follow her. But I've been, she's been really impressed, and I love yes. her. And everyone should know about her. So I just wanted to rave about Jamila Jamila. Okay, she's. Awesome. I'm on board, and thank you for sharing. All right, my rave is John. I won thirty dollars at blackjack last week. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we went out on date night. It was, um, I mean, that was not, that was the very short version and that's actually not my rave. My rave is we went on a great date night and we just went out for dinner, watched March Madness games and had lots of food. We always Uber on these things. And then he was like, let's go play blackjack. And to be honest, at first when he said, I was like, mm, but like I suck at blackjack. Like, I don't really want to do that. But you know who doesn't suck at blackjack is uh, Chris and Colleen. So I called both <laughs> of them and they gave me, you texted, right? You texted. No, you called. You called me. I, I, we ended up also drinking a lot. So you called and I was writing notes in my phone of like, these are your main blackjack rules and things that were really helpful, which I can't remember now, but I was like remembering in the moment of like, you were like always split 11s and something like you never, oh no, double down double on, on 11, 11. And then you said, That's just what my is rule. it? 16. Yeah. You said you either always hit or you never hit. Like you just got to take a yeah. hard stand. Have your rules. So I did my never hit yeah. on six. Anyway. So there were some things in call. You're going to have to bring that because when I talked about it on my Instagram, people were like, I'm still waiting for a call to teach it. Like when's call going to teach us? So you got to bring us next week. Yeah. What we need to know about blackjack next week. I'm writing it down now. But it ended up being so much fun. We had, you know, money that you have to be okay with losing money. So we decided we were each going to play with a hundred bucks and that was just going to be like, whatever. And we decided it's going to now be a monthly thing that we do. And, you know, we ended up coming out, we won 30 bucks, but it was so fun. We were there for like two hours, just playing blackjack and the dealers were so friendly and the table was so friendly, you know, like people came and went and anyway it was so much fun and also learning like a new skill so my rave was date night last week so fun and blackjack Dude. so we were with my family like my parents and my brothers it was a delayed Christmas gift because oh. I bought them tickets to go see Aladdin on yeah. Broadway. So we're sitting in Aladdin. It's like the last act and I see a call and you never, never. call yeah. me, right? Especially like late on a Friday night. Yeah. And then you call Chris and he showed me his phone. I was like, oh my God, something's wrong. Like well, she's and with like and I dying. Shit, you're probably like, oh my God, no <laughs> bad shit. things are happening. So anyway, so then I see your text like 911, we're about to play blackjack. But what's funny is like, not only did I feel the real, at first I felt relief. I was like, okay, she's not dying. But then I felt this intense amount of responsibility of like, I told Ashley, I was like, I'm going to call you in 10 minutes until then bet low. Like I don't sit down at that table yet. Like we have to to talk. talk. Yeah. But I was very impressed with you because I could tell you were buzzed, but you were intent on listening. You were a very good student. (laughs) You applied the rules and I will um, bring tips next week. Yeah. I I was, I mean, it was invaluable, your help. And it was just, it wasn't too much and it was just a few rules, but it was really helpful and really fun. So yeah. Guys, thank you for sipping with oh, us. We, we love, love you. you. This was this was a heart to heart kind deep. of episode and deep. Yeah. And guys, just I mean, if you loved it, which obviously <laughs> hit that five star. Tap that five star. Tap that subscribe. Share with a friend. You guys are the best. Yeah. We love thank you. you so much. You can, can sip with us always. always. And we will see, see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye.